calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. Flow Riders, and welcome to this edition of The Flow. I am your host, Doc Rock, along with my awesome co-host. Hey, everyone. I'm Katie. We just got back, flew in from PodFest, and boy, are my arms are tired. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Wow. I was, I was texting wow. with Tom Buck earlier kind of this morning, so it's just kind of contagious. <laughs> anyway, oh, gang, we have funny. an amazing show, so I'm going to let Katie tell you all about it. I'm super excited about this one because very rarely do I get out ahead of the one and only Doc Rock and find a tool that he has not yet tried. So I'm really excited about today because we're going to be talking about podcast websites. If you are a podcaster, do you have one? And if you don't, why not? We are going to be talking with the one and only Dave Jackson from School of Podcasting. And it was Dave who got me into and excited about the tool that we are talking about today, which is PodPage. And Dave brought along Brendan from PodPage to be able to answer all of our questions. So we have Dave and Brendan here today, which is like just mind-blowing awesome. So if you have any questions in our live studio audience, be sure to drop a Q and a colon in so that we catch them along the way. But we've got lots too. So if you're listening later, don't worry, we've got you covered. Dude, that's really great. And I'm, I'm glad we bring bringing Brendan. Long time ago, I used to use another app that he he made or invented or founded. Oh, you did called, get out ahead of me. It was called LaunchKit. LaunchKit was bad. <laughs> we use it a lot in my when I have a co-working space. So yeah, super fun. Let's go, gang. It, uh, I was going to say this kid's name, Luis. If uh, you could open the door and allow our guests to come in. Somebody's <laughs> knocking at the door. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Brendan and Dave. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I feel like I just saw you, I don't know, last week. 
So, I know. It was I know. Very it's, long it's, ago. Uh, and uh, it's Brendan, so fun I, getting I to be face to face. You, you have like seriously probably the most Irish name I ever heard, except for Seamus O'Toole. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brendan Mulligan from Derry. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was a horrible oh, accent. <laughs> anyway, okay. that was perfect. Talk to us. Talk to us. What is this pod page thing? Well, I know what it is, but tell the folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. So one thing that Katie just said, you know, she said, if you don't have a podcast website, why not? That's a question that I asked a bunch of podcasters about four years ago, because I would search for them on Google and I would see Apple and Spotify and all of these, all these platforms, but I never yeah. saw, well, I didn't never, I, a lot of times I didn't see their podcast, their website at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. And so I started just asking why. And most of the reasons that I got was it's too hard. Yeah. It, I, don't, I don't know how to use WordPress, you know, a lot of, a lot of that kind of stuff. And so I basically set, set out to solve that problem. I came from a music industry background and I watched musicians totally depend on platforms when they totally depended on MySpace. I know that ages me a little bit, but, um, <laughs> but I watched when MySpace fell apart, their audiences disappeared. I yeah. sort of like when I looked at the podcasting space, I thought, oh my God, they're really relying on these platforms for the entire communication with their audience. And that just seemed like a mistake I'd seen before. And so um, set out to, to figure out, you know, if there was an easy solution for this. So, and that was four years ago. Wow. Amazing. Well, congratulations. Cause I, yeah. I found you guys. Um, I have my own like for fun podcast and I'm like, I was having that same issue where I was constantly trying to tell people like where we were and it was like mm -hmm. you, you know you can listen in these spots and we're also on YouTube and it just became this like so many links that no one was ever going to you know get to the space where I wanted them yeah. to be but again like I'm not uh, you know I'm not overly technical when it comes to building websites I think my last like foray into website building was back in the angel fire days so I was like oh wow. I just need something that's there really easy yeah right <laughs> to be able to to build it out and what I love about pod page and what I think makes it so special is that it's really like all of the features are focused on benefiting podcasters. So we've been joking endlessly about how great like, you know, leave a voicemail is and like, and being able to book guests through the, like it really is designed with like all of those podcaster questions in mind. So it makes, I guess it makes total sense that you were asking podcasters what they were missing in the website experience as you were building this out. Cause I think you really checked like almost every box off. I mean, I can't think of like a feature I feel like is missing well, right now in the tool. Yeah. And, and it started with sort of the, the me learning about podcasting and me learning that the podcast feed already had all the content in it, which coming from helping other people build websites, that's very, very rare. Usually the first step in building a website is sit down for 10 hours and put all your content in and do your design. <laughs> and it's a horrible <laughs> new user experience. And so... So with, with PodPage, it was really like, I can build these websites without the podcaster even needing to be involved. And that's actually how it started was I put the feed in, I built the software to build the website. Then I would put someone's feed in who I knew didn't have a website. And then I'd send them their website and say, what would you change? Like what's missing? And that was, that was probably the first like three or four months was, I was like, I don't even want you to use it. I'm just saying, if you were to use it, what would be, what am I missing here? What am I doing wrong? Um, and, but it would have been so much harder if I would have had to actually like enter all the information and the podcast feed is such a powerful <laughs> so thing. True. And sort of the openness of podcasting makes building a tool like this really, really nice. And that's, that's, that's kind of why I thought podcasters that told me it's too hard. I was like, no, 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 I can make, I can get that problem. Out of the way. <laughs> like I've got you, um, I've got you <laughs> because it really shouldn't be hard. All your information is already is there. You just need to package it up. So 
Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Uh, you, you, you hit on a really important thing. And there was a famous poet by the name of Eddie Levert back when he was singing with the OJs, made a song called Got to Give the People What They Want. And so <laughs> many, I tell our creators this all the time. I know you're making your show and I know you think it's your show, but the minute you make it public, it's no longer your show. It's their show. It's the audience. True. You got to give the audience what they want. And one of the things audience wants to do is connect with you and learn more and, you know, positive questions. That to me is one of the greatest features that you have because we tell people to send an email with their questions. Email is a lot more friction than go to a website and fill out a quick form. It feels like mm -hmm. less formal and, you know, a lot easier to get into. So the uh, question feature is amazing. And the voicemail feature, Jesus criminy, that is that is the business. <laughs> I mean, you talk about taking all the friction out. Now people can ask us questions or just say hi. And yeah, I really appreciate that side of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dave, I'm curious as to like how you got connected into PodPage originally and you have now like a super easy course. So if you're sitting here and you're like, okay, Katie and Doc, like I might try this PodPage thing out, but it still feels big. <laughs> it feels like I'm not sure I might screw it up. Like Dave's really breaks it down and makes it so yeah, it's, simple and make sure that like you, you check all the boxes and make sure you're not missing anything. So yeah. how did you start? How did you find it? How did you think, how did you get into the space? Yeah. Some guy named Brendan sent me an email. So I, <laughs> well, he, this is what's beautiful. He built it. Like I recommend building a podcast. You find somebody who needs your stuff and go, okay, what do you want this thing to do? And originally I was like, well, we need a contact page. We need an about page. We need an easy way to, to follow the show. Yep. Maybe an episode pages. Thingy. You know, yep. it's like, and he came back to like, okay, like this. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, okay, what else do you need it to do? And I was <laughs> like, uh, maybe, maybe change the colors. Okay. And he just was like, he was like a little waiter coming back going, okay, would you, would you like fries with that? Actually, I, I love fries. <laughs> me some fries. All the fries. I want all the fries. And I had a, just trying to teach people WordPress is insane because there is no one way. It's like, well, I recommend this theme and this plugin. And then you always had somebody who's like, well, I want to use this theme and that plugin. I'm like, okay, well, you're on your own. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> yeah, can't help you. Yeah. So I love the fact that A, it's so easy. And then the fact that it's it's one thing. It's pod page. Granted, there are a lot of things in there, but I had a a member of the school of podcasting who is 70-ish and maybe slightly uh, a little uh, technology hesitant, shall we say. And we got online oh, I like and, that. and within, I don't know, maybe five, 10 minutes. And she's like, oh, I can do this. And I was like, yeah, I, I told you it was easy. It's no big deal. And so for me, it just makes it so easy. And, you know, yeah, it, yeah, we don't do AB. I don't think we do AB split testing yet. You know, all the marketing stuff that most people really don't need, you know, that's not in there. And because you don't need it. One of the things and if you look at Audacity, there's a bunch of stuff in there for musicians. You have to kind of step over and then you go into, you know, Adobe and there's a whole bunch of stuff you don't need. But uh, I love the fact that everything in there you typically end up using and it's easy. I know. Yeah, it's I was like when I was setting everything up, you know, the, initially I was like, OK, we'll pull in all the episodes. I was like, all right, check. That was fast and easy. I'm like, oh, it connects in with my YouTube. OK, that like that's all there. And I just kept going through like each of the menus. And I was like, oh, I probably like don't need this. I was like, well, why not? I'll just connect that. And it was just so like you said, it was just so like fast and didn't require me to understand 
like all of the, I'm sure tons of development and coding and, and process that's behind it, which is great. Cause it's, you know, I know my listeners and, and what the goals are for the show and same set with setting up the flows podcast page, uh, which looks amazing now, if I may humbly say so myself, but it's just, it's, it's so fun that you can like play with it, but in a way that doesn't feel I don't know, a decades when we say overwhelming and that's not the right word anyway, but it, but like it, you know, you can quickly and easily like change the colors. You're like, Oh, actually like it would be cool if we had our pictures at the bottom and it would be cool if, you know, if we made it so that we, you know, synced in to our social accounts, I, the, my new favorite feature with it, or it's not even a new feature, but new to me is that you can connect it into X or Facebook or LinkedIn so that when you drop a new episode, it just lets everyone know. And it's just a wonderful safety net. Like, I, yeah, you know, in a perfect world, I would love to, you know, put together and craft this like beautifully, <laughs> beautifully crafted message and attach like, all, you know, all these graphics and whatever to it. But I have that safety net sitting underneath that just says like, hey, folks, the episode's out. You want to give it a listen. And it's it's there without me having to think about it. I don't have to I don't have to do anything. It's done, all, you know, everything for me. It's things like that, I think, make a really big difference. Yeah, Doc says it's proportionally whelmed. You're proportionately whelmed. Oh, man. It's, it's because so everyone says over, but no one really says underwhelmed. And no one says whelmed. Everybody only says it's overwhelmed. True. And you're not really overwhelmed. Like, try try coming to Kuwait yeah. with me well, I'm and feeling stop whelmed around right the desert. Now. <laughs> I'll show you overwhelming. <laughs> true story. True story. There's just, there's, there's so many things. And this was the same thing I saw with musicians. Um, we also built what Doc was talking about earlier, launch kit was a yeah. set of tools for app developers. And, and all these creators sort of face the same thing. There's something that they're good at that they want to bring to the world. They yep. spend all this time bringing it to the world. And then when it's time to bring it to the world, there is this endless list of minutiae that they have to do. So suddenly they go from being creators to like oh, sort of yeah. business people or operations. Checklist people. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. and so, so that's, that was sort of like, and it still is the goal. I mean, you were joking about once you put it out in the world, it's no longer yours. It's, uh, you have to, it's what other people's and you have to do what they say. I think I half agree with that kind of sentiment. I think you still have to have a strong opinion about where you sit and then you mm. can sort of be fuzzy on the edges to make it work for everyone. So, for example, like when we launched PodPage, the number one request that we got that we still get a lot is, can you just host my episodes? Just be the podcast host. Oh, and, okay. Because they're like, I love it. You built such great software. If it would be so much <laughs> easier. All this could things. Be, yeah. yeah, do all the things. And, <laughs> yeah. and I've always been like, all right, I've got to really define where I want to help, where this software should help. And mm -hmm. not try to do everything because then we won't do anything well, which incidentally is one Very of the reasons true. why podcast hosts don't have amazing websites, because as they should be, they're focusing on the hosting part, the distribution part, the yep. metrics, all of that stuff. And so so I, the way that my, my philosophy has always been is like we sort of exist once you've hit publish. Everything before publish, I don't, I shouldn't be involved with. It's when you hit publish, that's where I think we can help. Yeah. Once it's in your feed, okay, cool. And so that that's why we, you know, we will we'll pull your episode in. We we're we're now actually this is sort of a feature that I'm sort of rolling out, but it's we're still experimenting. <laughs> where excited. Um, right now you can pull in all your YouTube videos, which mm -hmm. a lot of people have YouTube videos that aren't necessarily episode related yeah, but some people was, just have a youtube page that's yeah. just my episode videos yep. and so now we've got a way where you can kind of set it up to be like all right well once an episode drops go to my youtube page see if you can find the youtube video that is this episode and automatically mm -hmm. put it on the page oh and so it's that's like, gonna be magic for me for me it's just like all right when the episode drops what's the long list of things that podcasters have to think about and how many of those things can we help? So we pull in reviews automatically we set up your episode page automatically we'll pull in your transcript um, 
if you've attached a guest to your episode, we try to you, we can you can set it up where we'll email your guest that their episode is out and live and send them the links on you know on your website, but also the direct link on Apple and all the other places if we have if we can find it. So it's just like okay, what are all these things we post to social media? Um, we're rolling out posting to Instagram. Like, what are all these things that the the podcasters do? Because ideally, it's like cool. I hit publish, and now I can just go right back into talking to my audience about the episode or preparing for my next one. I don't have to do the the list of operational things for this one. And, and that helps the people share it, right? So like if you're on the show, then the mm-hmm. other person who is a guest, they want to go and share it. And that's how you grow your mm-hmm. audience. And uh, what's really cool about the way YouTube is handling podcasts, because it is a single playlist, a playlist can have an RSS feed. It's uh, it's not the same like a media-based RSS feed. It's just a uh, update feed so to speak right so you can follow a playlist and then therefore you're good to go and yeah super amazing that idea of getting your guests to talk about your show before they come on and after they come on is very important so one of the other uh wheels that you guys grease for us extremely well is the guest inbound process like how do i get my guests set up to make sure that they come to the show and be ready so you know uh brendan and i had a a tech check. I don't know if you guys are listening, audience. Brendan and I had a tech check <laughs> before today, so that way we don't get nasty email going. I had my guest come on, and ECAD was doubling sounds and doing all the kind of weird stuff when it's just somebody had a tab open. So if you do your tech check, you don't have these problems. And this is something cool because with PodPage, you can put all of that information in your guest inbound which I also think is super important. Actually, as a tech person, it's extremely important. Well, that's an, that's an example of a feature that was legitimately like not our idea. Uh, <laughs> my idea was, okay, well, uh, what I'm noticing on people's uh, pages is that, you know, because you can edit your show notes on pod page after we import them. And so I started noticing people would import them and then go back in and the edits they would do would be like adding guest contact information and stuff. Ah, so I was like, okay. oh, well, you know, it'd be easier, especially for people who had have multiple, the same guest on for multiple shows. What if we built guest profiles and you as the pod page user could go in and you could set up, you know, you would set up a Brendan profile and then you, when this episode was released, you could attach me the profile to this. And then if I came on again, you would just attach the profile again. You wouldn't have to rebuild all that. So that was my idea. It was just like guest profiles. That's cool. I, I released it. it. And it, in our Facebook community, they were like, this is really cool, but God, I hate filling this out. Can we just make it so the guest can fill it out? That's that feature. A hundred percent of like how it got from where it is was, was like, oh, I guess the form that I built for the podcast user to fill out, maybe I should make that public for their potential guests to fill out ahead of time. And so then everyone, just every pod page automatically comes with a link that they can send to anyone that says, fill this out. And the guest yep. profile gets added to the back end. And all the podcaster has to do is go in and say, Brendan's going to be on episode 50. And then again, all they have to do is that. And if the guest has put in their email address and everything, we'll email the guest when the episode 50 gets released, we'll attach them. But that's like an example of just like listening to the audience and like, what do you all, oh, like this feature is pretty good, but it'd be way better if we just did it this way. And, you know, that's actually been one of our biggest, uh, best features, but, um, and not my idea. It's the idea of the community. <laughs> all right, Dave, what, was, great, the though, secret, what was the secret feature that you snuck in on Brendan? Oh yeah, that, that was you a asked good for. one. I know you had a good one. 
Dave. Oh, me. I thought he said Katie. I'm sorry. No, I said no, Dave. No, no, no. Over to you. Uh, oh, the one I did. I was going to say there's so many. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know Dave's just like waving. <laughs> I think the last one was he has a cool email capture pop-up form, which is great when you're like, mm. hey, you know, click here to be notified when the book comes out. Click here to be notified when the book comes out. Yeah. And then the book came out and I was like, can I have that pop-up just be a picture of the book and like click here to buy the book now that it's here? And so I, I threw that at him. I'm like, I don't know if that like fits kind of, he's like, you know, and then I don't know. I went and got a cup of coffee and came back. It's like, here's the feature. And it wasn't, wasn't quite that fast, but it was pretty quick. And uh, so that, that one I love. My other one I love is I always put my episode number in whoever your media host is. And when you do that, PodPage automatically makes your website, whatever.com slash episode number. So when mm-hmm. you have that permalink, so many people, this drives me nuts. Like, what's the goal of the podcast? I want to drive traffic to my website. And then they leave it going to their host's website, the very basic, potentially yeah. ugly website, when all the magic is happening at your website. Well, if I put the episode number in, I have a link before I've even hit publish to that episode on my pod page site. And so that's one that I really love. And, and you kind of mentioned this. I usually just put like a paragraph any links we mention, and that's about it, because I don't want to put War and Peace. Nobody's reading War and Peace on, my, on their phone. But now that it's on the website, you know, people always talk about, you know, YouTube is the number two search engine, and it is, and the number one is Google. So, hey, now that I'm in the land of Google, I go over and add to the stuff that PodPage imported and add all the extra paragraphs and stuff because I want to attract Google. And it's just, I just love the fact that once I hit publish, I'm like, and we're done. Now let's go to the website. And it always shows up. There are times when I've literally, like, I've just hit publish, and it shows up on my page in less than a minute. And I'm like, okay. It's that, really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, those are some of my favorites. I mean, I could, I could <laughs> literally go on for an hour here. Uh, the, the episode signature is cool for your website, where you just put something. That was, that was yours. I remember you did that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny. Dave was like, uh, you know, I've, I've, a lot of times I have, like, a new sponsor or something I want to put on the bottom of every page. And it's a pain to have to go in and put it into everyone. Can you just do an episode signature? So we launched the, I think I, I emailed you about this a couple of months ago. We launched episode signature and I even used a little icon for a signature and I didn't even think twice about what to call it. And so at the bottom of every episode page, there's a block that you can fill out that just it's blank. If it's not, if you don't do anything, it doesn't show up. But if you put something there, it'll be on every episode page. I forget who it was. I don't know what other site, maybe it was Buzzsprout, but someone launched the same feature on their platform. (laughs) Yeah. It's fine. And they called it episode footer. And I remember seeing that and being like, that is a much better name for it. Because everyone was always like, I don't get, why is it called a signature? And I was like, I don't know. And it was because when Dave and I first talked about it, I think he mentioned that. And I was like, yeah, sure. That's a great name for it. And then I changed it to episode footer. And people were like, oh, I know. I kind of know what this does. Um, No, the the number thing was... um, Yeah. So this is something I noticed with uh, when I was watching, when I'd see podcasters, or especially, you know, when I got into this and I didn't know the podcasting space too well, the first thing I did is said, who knows the space really well? Dave was one of those people, but there's a list of people who are clearly like the the people who are very knowledgeable about how to market your show. And I noticed most of them on Twitter um, would be like, you know, schoolpodcasting.com slash 300. I was like, oh, they're using the number. Mm-hmm. Some people who are using the number, that's actually the URL that you would go to when you click the link. You'd go to yeah. whatever, podcast.com, which is a horrible thing for Google. Right. They don't want to see 300. They want to see a, a English the written of version of whatever yeah. the title is. Exactly. And so so that's, you know, it was like, oh, cool. All right. Well, let's have that 300 always go. It's a, It will forward to the, the what Google sees. Google basically ignores the 300, but it makes it easier for the podcaster. And then, you know, and a lot of it was like, this will let you 
have your episode URL before you hit publish because that's always a problem. People are like, oh, I, I, it's hard for me to plan my marketing strategy, get my email set up when I don't know what my URL is going to be. We kind of create the URL for you based on your podcast title, but we do the creation. So you, so you don't know what it's going to be or you can maybe you can guess you basically make it all lowercase and replace the spaces with dashes. But, you know, it's it's a little nerve wracking when you don't know it's going to be that. Okay. Fast forward a couple of years and we're like, wait, why do we even, why are we getting, why don't we let the podcaster do it themselves? And so we add this, like you can preset your URL field, which is really janky. I mean, it's just like not a very elegant solution, but you can do that. Okay, cool. We've solved the problem. And then like a fast forward another year and it's like, wait, why don't we make them do that? Why don't we just take whatever's in their feed and we'll use that. So if mm-hmm. you're, if you want to do school of podcasting.com slash Brendan interview, and we, when we import the episode and we know that you're using school of podcasting on pod page, we know that that's what you want the episode URL to be. And we'll just make it that. So you don't even have to think about numbers. You just put it in your feed and we'll just make it that. And so it's, it's funny. Awesome. Like those are three steps to get to what we ultimately want to do is like an easy thing to know before you publish. Like we kind of, we, I wish we would have done the first one the first time. <laughs> <laughs> and the other ones are sort of more clunky at this point, but, but that's how it works now. I mean, if you have your podcast on pod page and you use the same URL, your same domain name in your feed, you know, we we're just like, Oh, that's what they want the episode to be. So who cares what we think it should be? We're going to do what they want. And so, that's but it's you, like, we had to sort of learn by taking these little baby steps along the way. So ours has the yeah. number, but then it has the words of the title after. So we should probably fix our crumbs. So I know. Just I'm like, at the number taking copious notes of all the, the yeah. cool things that I need I just, to I just add realized in. It's, that because yeah. then if someone's going to search, <laughs> well, I mean, but that's it, fine. Like that, we'll just, we'll just use that. Right. Right. Yeah. It can be whatever you want. I mean, we don't need to go too down the SEO rabbit hole, but you know, some people, um, an example I was use. someone did an interview with the skateboarder, Tony Hawk and, oh, and cool. we had them and they have a pretty popular website and we, um, we were doing some SEO analysis for them with an SEO team that we've been working with and we're running webinars with. And they were like, oh, it's interesting is this, the interview with Tony Hawk actually could rank way better for searches for Tony Hawk, which is ultimately the sort of the focus key phrase for that interview. Yeah. And, but because they'd put Tony Hawk in their episode image, they removed it from their title. Oh, so like the yeah. title was like interview with a skateboarding legend or something like yeah, that. And when you look is, at it on Google the, doesn't the, know what the that website is, yeah. or on Apple, you see Tony Hawk's name in the thing. Yeah. And because of that, their URL didn't have it in it. Their, their H1 tag, all of oh, their no. website stuff. And what it should just be, should have been this, their podcast.com slash Tony Hawk interview, Tony dash Hawk. Yep. So anyway, so we would have never derived that from the, the title, but now it makes it easier for them to be like, cool. Like the title doesn't need to be this. The URL doesn't need to be the same as the title, but you know, it should be optimized for wherever they want to show up on Google. So. And if you, uh, if you like to run with scissors, which I do, uh, on Saturday morning when I'm using Ecamm Live, I have askthepodcastcoach.com slash question, which sends right people into the, the green room without a screener, which again, running with scissors. Oh, but, but kind of, I mean, you've set that up to be that, like the intention is there. So yeah. if something was to go horribly wrong, your audience knows that it's like a live yeah. call in, you know, with, the, with the, the promise that something might and probably will go wrong. Yeah. In 10 years, I've only been burned once and it was just like, pretty oh, impressive. just like, Oh, and that's porn next out, you know, and you keep moving on. So. 
It's fun. Well, it's because you also see this is what I try to explain to people. Everyone automatically goes to that one thing that might happen, but yeah. because you've built a rapport with your audience, your audience understands the standard that you're looking for. They come in with the standard. Like none of us are going to show up to you know your favorite steakhouse in a swimsuit. You know that's not going to fly, <laughs> right? So. Like, you know you're going to go to this particular place and you have to be in this particular way. If people would just learn to set themselves up that way, including firing guests who refuse to do the right thing, uh, yeah, just be like, hey, you know what? I really wanted to have you on a guest, but if you don't want to wear headphones, not coming on my show. And I, I see people in our community all the time goes, oh, but what if my guest doesn't want to wear headphones? Cool. <laughs> If Oprah said, hey, Doc, I'm not wearing headphones because I just got my hair done, and I'd be like, peace out, Chicago. You're not coming on my show. I don't care if you're Oprah. <laughs> well, I, I think it's the word guest. And I always say, if a guest yeah. came in, if my guest came into the living room and, and just took a giant dump, I'd be like, yeah, you're not welcome here. Thank you. And when you show up using a blue Yeti in the other room, yeah, don't get me going. Anyway. I, I wholeheartedly <laughs> preach on, Doc. I, I appreciate that. I have been told I am not allowed to bring that up anymore because people get peed at me because I was trying to explain to them how horrible the Yeti became after Logitech bought it. And everybody gets mad at me because they think I'm just being an elitist. I'm like, no, I'm being a sound engineer. Ding dong. Yeah, you got <laughs> to go with what's going to give you the best possible quality. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't want to show up in that peach colored jacket with the blue pants looking like don johnson from miami vice like you know what i'm saying you'd have been better to go to walmart and get a straight black suit it will look better than if you came in with full-on versace outfit that was just weird looking <laughs> all right i'm gonna be the bad guy and pull us back into topic but uh dave <laughs> i would love, like, I would love to I know to? yeah brendan's like uh, Dave or, or Brendan, actually, um, maybe we can go Dave first and then over to Brendan. But what are the, if say you had to pick five, what are the, the, what are the five first things that podcasters should be adding to a website? What are the kind of top most important things they should be thinking about? Yeah. About page. Uh, I have a thing on my website and I can see where people went, you know, the most and it's the about page because they come to your website and you're like, wait, what is this? And so the about page, has, <laughs> Where am I? and if it's a, if it's a podcast website, it should be about the show and then about the host because you're, and have that about be how you're going to benefit by clicking play. We don't care that Johnny and Jane met each other in kindergarten and, you know, blah, blah, blah. like, no, no, like, <laughs> what is this show about and how am I going to benefit? So have an about page, have a contact page. I'm here to tell you, I had somebody, I was using a, a you know, a guest booking site. And I accidentally sent a request to the person twice. And I went to go to their website to go, hey, I'm sorry. I know I've already been on your show. There was no contact page. And yet oh, the no. thing I hear the most is I can't get any interaction from my show. And I'm like, yeah, well, maybe not, you know, the only way you can contact. <laughs> you have to build that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Your follow buttons, you should have at least Apple and Spotify. That'll, that'll get you about 80% of the way there. But you could throw in a little overcast maybe i don't know what we're doing with uh throw in pocket casts because we don't know what's happening with uh google later in the year we know it's going away eventually so have those Sorry. on there because one of the things i hear people say is find me wherever you find podcasts and what they don't know listen to the guy who works in support uh finding a show on apple and spotify it's better than it used to be but it's still not easy to do so oh, you yes. kind of, uh, yeah so what you want to do is go oh just go to here's another feature 
go to mywebsite.com slash follow and PodPage automatically makes a page where they can follow. Now, what does that do? It awesome. reinforces your brand. So it, it's sticking that website in their head again. And number two, it makes it super easy. And hopefully then when they remember the super to easy remember website, they then share that with their friends. And so I, when I, every time I hear somebody say, find me wherever you find your podcast, just a single tear comes out of my right eye. I'm like, oh, missed opportunities. So, <laughs> I don't know. Brennan, Hang on. I got to make some updates to my show. <laughs> Brennan, what else do we need on a website? Yeah. What else are we missing? Um, yeah, I was just, I was kind of sitting through because the question was, what are the first things you add to your website? And I was yeah. thinking, I asked myself that a lot when building pod page, because I felt like the answer to that should already be on the website when you build your pod page, right? So yeah. when you, when you set up a pod page, it automatically has voicemail, it automatically has an about page, a contact form, all yeah. that stuff. Um, and so I was actually sitting here thinking like, what would I do in the pod page context of what to do next? Um, I think that this is just my, my personal opinion. Uh, it, it goes along with the, the follow icons. So I, when you're building a website platform, you sort of have to give people the tools, but you ultimately let them do what they want. And sometimes mm. that ends with some websites that I'm not particularly proud of looking at the platform. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like, oh, this doesn't necessarily make pod page look it, like it's crazy because there's like a thousand follow icons. I personally feel like you should use, and, and I'm working on a feature where you basically can, f you can pick the ones you want to feature, right? So you can ah, feature okay. the top five and then the others are hidden and they're just not, it's not like a crazy alt that's coming very soon. Um, because I think a lot of people end up just being like, I want to put everywhere I show up. And I actually think that that makes it a harder user experience because it's it's just too much. You know, yeah, maybe you've got the one person who happens to be listening on, I won't mention any specific one, but the the not popular one. And so it's nice that they have a link, but I think that person's going to be able to, they're used to finding their yeah, own find it, way yeah. on that. So I, the, the sites that I feel like are a little bit better is when you're, you're having the top three or five or the ones that you care the most about. And then the rest aren't necessarily on there. Um, I think an email contact and a place to submit your email is my personally, like one of the most important things you can do. Cause I think ultimately what you want to do as a creator, this isn't a podcaster thing is you want to have a direct line of communication with your audience. Absolutely. You don't know who they are. And in podcasting, you're not selling anything necessarily. Like people are listening for free on Apple. So you have no idea who's listening. You don't, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're like a creator that sells stuff, then you at least have a customer list of people who purchase something from you. Um, so I think that, that pod page comes with sort of a form. We don't send emails for you, but we'll at least help you start collecting them at, in minute zero. Um, but I recommend going in and, and adding, you know, ConvertKit or MailChimp mm -hmm. or whatever you use, you know, get your mailing list set up because I think it's really important to have that as a part of your flow. I also think you should email your, your people when a new episode comes out. That's a feature that I've thought about building about half the codes written for, but I, it's, this is where I want to stay in my lane. And then like email <laughs> deliverability is really hard. Managing mailing lists for people is really hard. I feel like we wouldn't do it as well as everyone else. So I, it's like a feature I want to build every three months. And then I start get digging into it. I'm like, ah, but what if we send an email and it didn't get delivered because we're not doing something right because yeah. we're not focusing on that. So maybe just leave it to the people who are good at it. Anyway, I think that's one of the biggest ones. I think uh, about page, I think thinking about your SEO strategy is really important. If, mm -hmm. if you care, which I think you should, um, we just added in our elite plan, basically like Yoast SEO level tools. Oh, so cool. you can go in and do full SEO analysis on your episode pages and your website and all that. And it was a big missing, it was a big sort of blind spot for us because we can, we can make the website 
structurally what Google wants to see. And we can, we can add um, tags and stuff that you don't even know we're doing. We can do a lot of stuff to make your, your page show up. And generally, if you have like a not super generic name, you put your domain name to with it, which is not a super generic domain name because you don't have a super generic podcast name and you add your domain name to your, to your feed, you can usually get number one rank on Google in the first couple of weeks. It might take, you know, two to six weeks, but you know, someone typing you. So that's awesome. But what you might not get is like the keywords that you care about. So yes, like, um, you'll get whatever the name of your podcast is, but you won't get the Tony Hawk example, or you won't get yeah. like, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into specific, but I think what a lot of people don't think about is like, oh, what are the what are the things that they hope people are going to search for? And so here's an example. There was a fishing podcast that was mad because they weren't showing up for they switched from WordPress and they stopped showing up for fly fishing podcast, I think is what it was. Yeah. Okay. We did an analysis on their page and they actually didn't have the words fly fishing podcast anywhere on their page. They had the word angler, like podcast for angler. You know, they use different yeah. terms. Um, and so as soon as they were able to basically put into pod page, this is the term we want to show up for. We were able to be like, all right, we'll change your H1 tags, change the title here, put this in the description. Like, um, but they had to be intentional about it. And I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'll put a website up and everyone will just start visiting it. It actually takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, not a ton of work, but at least you have to be somewhat intentional. Like what do you, you can't show up for every key phrase, like focus your efforts and like, what's the key phrase you want to show up for. And if it's, If it's uh, for the fly fishing one, they wanted to show up for fly fishing. Our advice to them was you can change your, your, your text on your page and stuff to be better there. But it seems like all of your fly fishing episodes are all about Montana fly fishing. So maybe Mm. start there because the competition for that, those keywords is way lower than the competition for just generic fly fishing. So let's get you better there. Google will start seeing like, oh, this site is legitimate and people go to it and they're getting what they need from it. Then you can start moving over to the more generic. Anyway, long story, but I feel like there is a strategy around it. We try to help. It's just some of it, you know, even AI can't solve this problem. You have to kind of know what you want. And I think like having a plan um, is helpful. So, yeah. I want to piggyback on, uh, Brendan brought up email lists. So many people think, a, ratings and reviews on Apple help us get found. Apple has come out and said, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And so, but people, and but where it does come in handy is it shows engaged audience. And that's if, you're, if your goal is advertising, having a lot of ratings and reviews mm-hmm. can get advertisers, you know, kind of giddy. But you know what else makes them giddy? A big fat email list. When you, oh, yeah. When you say, I got 13 reviews in Apple, and you're like, but I got 3,000 people on my email list. Yeah, they're going to be a little more excited mm-hmm. than, than that. So, yeah, email is definitely uh, something you need to kick into play. Somebody's going to win $3,000. Welcome to the <laughs> new game show, Dave Jackson Rings. <laughs> Man, that's scary. Oh, I do think that, that Dave is like, um, He's hitting on a good point where, you know, I feel like the website is an ex- an opportunity to sort of think about the website as the, the hub of your podcast yeah, business. Yeah. And that's how, that's honestly how I'm trying to reframe it internally because, okay, well, if that's the goal, what do we need to add? What do we need to do better? Because it's not just about, here's where you can find my episodes. It's it's really about, here's what Dave's already talking about. Here's how, what you can find about me, about the yeah. podcast. In the, here's how I can advertise myself to sponsors here. What do I need for what are sponsors going to love? Well, they're going to love downloads. They're going to love reviews, but they're going to also love a way to connect with these people. So it's not just like, Hey, I'll, I'll mention you on my podcast, but I'll also send a link to your product to my 3000 email 
mm-hmm. people on my email list. That's a totally different opportunity for a sponsor than we'll just talk about you on the show. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, thinking about it is like, what, what's this business that I'm building going to look like? We, you know, we have a feature. We don't actually sell merch through PodPage, but you can build a storefront that li- links to all the merch you sell. Kind of a weird approach to it. But ba- what we found <laughs> was like Dave selling a book, but he also might be selling School of Podcast t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And he also might be selling, you know, something over on Etsy. I don't know. And so what we <laughs> built was a way for you to have like a single place to to take people from your website to those places as opposed to like a we didn't build e-commerce again, stay in your lane. People have done it better than we have. So, um, but like, what's the business that you're trying to build here and how do you frame all of that in one place? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think it's, that's so, it's such a great way to frame it. And so important for all of us to hear. Cause I think sometimes we're like, you know, like focus on the show, focus on the content and, you know, and it, we miss, we miss all of those opportunities that we are, you know, we are trying to go after and we just are, are, kind of missing that big picture. So yeah, yeah I think and it's hugely I think important. The, another key point with what Dave said, I was talking to somebody at Podfest this week and they had 315,000 people in their email list. And it's mm-hmm. funny because when I went to go see their YouTube channel, their YouTube channel is probably like around 8,000. And, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, it's funny because in our creator space, so many people are focused on how much followers you have on YouTube, how much followers you have on Instagram, mm-hmm. how much followers you have on TikTok. Dude had five followers on TikTok. He had like 200 <laughs> followers on IG, 8,000 on YouTube, maybe like 20,000 on Twitter, but the email list was 315,000. That one is the mm-hmm. one that's going to move more needles than anything else because normally those people are far more engaged than random sort of drive-by social media folks. And so super, super important that you uh, build that list and you're paying attention to it. You know, the vanity metrics will, are just basically useless. And I don't know why everybody's so stuck yeah. on it, but it doesn't do anything for you in real life. This is also yeah. why ConvertKit and those kind of, those are such good businesses, better than PodPage, um, because <laughs> the email list is such a critical piece. Of it. And, um, you know, when I was building uh, PodPage, I've been, I've been friends with Tim Ferriss for a decade and he, I, you know, I reached out to him. I never tried to get him to use it because he's meticulous about every little detail about how he runs his business and he <laughs> runs a business. He doesn't have a podcast. He has a full business that he thinks about the podcast around. And, so I, you know, I, I stole a lot of things from how he builds his websites and all that stuff, but because his website is not a pretty website, it's fine, but it's not, it's functionally really, really good for what he needs it to do. It's really yeah. what, but it's not like, you don't go to his website and you're like, wow, what a slick website that was designed this year. You're like, oh, this looks like it was built when it was like back in 2010 or whatever, um, earlier than that. So, uh, but what he told, I said, what do you contribute like a lot of your success to, um, and he was, it was like email, my email list mm-hmm. at the time. I forget how many million people have million people or million 1.5. He's like, that's why things work so well is because I have a direct line. I email Mike people. He has a five bullet Friday, which is relatively simple for him to put together. He's come up with a format that's easy for him to put together mm-hmm. and he gets to send it to him once a week. And so he's in people's inbox once a week, which means his new episodes are in people's inbox once a week, which, and you, I mean, I don't know the details, but you can't, you can imagine sponsors are pretty excited to be like, oh, you can send this to a million and a half people a week. Yeah. That, so I think it's just like not thinking like, I'm only going to focus over here. Like, okay, what is my podcast driving towards? Is it, what am I, you know, okay, people love the episode, then what? 
Sometimes mm-hmm. it's leave me a voicemail. Sometimes it's sign up for my email list. Sometimes it's follow me on iTunes. Like what's the, what's the thing that you want to push and kind of what doc was getting to. I wouldn't recommend saying go follow me on X or Twitter as the most important thing, because it's yeah. just not, you know, it's a pretty low, uh, low quality food. metric man it's so funny i used to do the uh the five bullet friday way back in the early aughts because of tim <laughs> and like i feel like that was running <laughs> around the tech, the tech yeah. verse like these are my five f- coolest ios apps back when we were on like iphone 3 so it's super funny that he's still doing that to this very day that's just insane yeah yeah we found yeah. something that his audience really connects with and that they're willing to consume and that they're not willing to unsubscribe from. He's not sending them, you know, 10, 10 page blog posts every week. I mean, yeah. and, but there are other people who have audiences who love that kind of content. Yeah, the so you just find peace. kind of what. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, so here's what I want to do. Mr. Producer, man, if you could bring up the pod page site, I would like to show people what it looks like and how they can find it. This is yeah. it. It's very, it's very simple. Press this big Simple. blue button, smack dead sear in the center. As I, <laughs> as I tell all of you guys, when you build your website, make sure somebody can buy something on the first page. And a lot of people still mm-hmm. missing that all of these thousands of years into web uh, websites. So, yeah, go right here. Click that. Jump in. It's very easy to build. And of all of the things on here, one that we didn't talk about that I wanted to scroll down and show you guys real quick. And I highlighted it because everyone's always talking about monetization. I think you can monetize on day one. I always teach you guys this. Anybody that's in my class, I'm like, you can monetize on day one if you want. Get up your Patreon, your Supercast, or buy me a coffee, and you can start there. Instead of chasing sponsors, uh, you will see right now all of the big YouTubers like, I'm quitting YouTube. I won't get into that on this particular show. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, But it's because they started doing what the sponsors want and they lost their creative flow. So I think you're better to build your audience, your patronage, if you will, around something like Mm -hmm. this. And luckily, PodPage has that for you. So make sure you go and check that out there. I have also... Should, this is the flow page. If you haven't, yeah, seen look, it, you can you can crit, you can critique my uh, my work, but the, I set this all up by myself largely. I think yes, I, I think did. Paul helped me a little bit, so shout out to Paul. But um, but it did not take long at all, and I still now that now that we've done this episode, I have I have more work to <laughs> more work to do to make some more updates and start implementing some more features. But it like I you know I would not if you had asked me to do the same thing or even something similar on WordPress, it would have been over. You would have just seen me crying in a corner being like, don't fire me. I tried my best. <laughs> it would have been bad. But, uh, but this really, I mean, it just made it so easy. Cause again, it was, it was really step-by-step. So, I mean, again, congratulations to you, Brendan. Cause it like the way that the menus, um, work in pod page just made it so easy for me to be like, Oh, okay. Like we're going to start with like colors and I'm going to work my way through. Okay. That's how that looks. Check. You know, now we're going to add on like the episodes and the, you know, check. And now I'm going to see, you know, my about us page. And it just made it really easy to like, in this case, I literally did it all in one sitting, but you could also chunk it out to be like, okay, I'm going to complete these five tasks today. And then, you know, tomorrow I'm going to add on, you know, these other things. And I just, it really was very fast and easy um, and again, I did this, I did literally the same steps for this show as I did for my personal podcast. And it was great. My, and I'm excited you have that new feature coming. Cause the one mistake I made on this. So shout out to anyone who is, who's getting set up and is like us has a huge YouTube channel. 
I was like, oh, video, I'm going to catch it on my videos. But it pulled in all of our Ecamm videos, which is like, mm -hmm. uh, Paul could say the total number is like 4,000 something videos, not all of which are focused on the flow or on podcasting. So I was like, oh, mm -hmm. and your team was super helpful in helping me back back my way <laughs> out of that. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> so the, the video features, great. we definitely need... Um, we need to focus a little bit more, making that a little more elegant. We have a little bit of con constraints with YouTube. It's also YouTube so confusing now with YouTube oh, video yes. and YouTube music and trying to f explain to people. Yeah. Is, uh, blah. Um, but it did work. Google I will always say, makes things complicated by making things simple. True. It did work amazingly for my personal podcast because that YouTube channel is entirely just the podcast. So it's like even mm. the even the extra extra video content is still just like you know, short fun facts or things that are all would be worthwhile having on my page. So it was, I like nailed it on that page. And then I tried to implement it here and was like, uh Oh, wait a sec <laughs> I need to back myself out. Uh, but yeah, there Paul says, Oh, f I was way off 15, 1535 total videos on our YouTube channel. Wow. Um, still, that's a lot of videos. That's a lot still of content. a lot of videos, a lot of content, but yeah, it, again, it made it so easy and we've had the shout out to our, our uh, flow writers who have sent in voicemails. That's my, been my favorite. It's just listening to those that, and we'll the start best. bringing them into the podcast soon. <laughs> well, the voicemails are really cool because it, it's been fun to watch how people use them. You know, some mm -hmm. people use them as a way to get feedback, but other people use it kind of gamify it a little bit and they say, Hey, like we're going to start the next episode with a few voicemails from That's what our, I want to do. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and that like really get, I mean, it's like whatever you can do to get engagement, right? Mm -hmm. Because when people submit a voicemail, they're also giving you their email address. And so yeah. it's like, come leave a voicemail and I'll play the top five at the beginning of the next episode. And then suddenly, you know, podcasting, if I had any complaints about podcasting, it's so one to many or mm -hmm. some to many in this case, yeah. right? But it's like, it's just broadcasting for the most part. And there's very yeah. few opportunities to bring your audience into podcasting because even this we're doing a live interview right now and there's questions being asked, but when people listen to this on Apple, they're only going to, they're just listening, right? They can't actually contribute to the show that they're listening to. Um, or really the show, you know, the next show. So I think what's, what's cool is when people say like, Hey, if you leave me a voicemail about the show, I'll play it next time. And then you're suddenly on, you're in the movie. That's cool. Right? Like we all wanted to be in the movie. Yeah. And so I think like, there are you know, people have been doing this forever with like, send me an email and I'll read out the best ones. But there's something yeah. about thinking like, oh, I'm going to hear my voice on, on the, I don't know. There's just, there's that yeah. kind of audience participation. It reminds me, um, Peloton used to do this when they were smaller, yep. uh, the, the Peloton bike, where if it was your birthday and you, you logged on for a live class, they would read, they would say happy birthday to everyone. Or they'd say like, Hey, it's your 500th ride. Or they'd read out milestones. And it ha I did it on my birthday once. And I was like, I don't know why it was so cool because there's only like, yeah. I don't know, a few people in there. I was like, oh my God, they just said it. That's going to be recorded. That's going to, I don't know why it was special, but it felt it is. cool that that sort of like, oh my God, they see me. I'm not yeah. just, you know, so I think stuff That's like that ends radio up being really powerful. Thing, man. People love to hear that voice. Like people, people would just it, yeah. call in just to, even if you got to the point where, nope, you're only the fourth caller. We're trying to get to 94. Right. They would just love that. Mm -hmm. People were like, wait, 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 I'm going to be on. And you would hear that in the car. So, yes, I know for a fact from my years of radio, people have told me they sit in the car because there's a delay <laughs> until they hear us bring mm -hmm. them on because they want to tell their family. Or some people would try to tape it back when we had the cassette in the living oh, room. Yeah. Cassette. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, try oh, to yeah. get it. And it's super funny. 
right, the other thing that I wanted to show you guys is I wanted to show you the your podcast consultant so you can get a hold of Mr. DJ over here. And so <laughs> here is a link. I will pop it in your chat, but you can go and check out Dave's site and you guys can learn more about how to be epic podcasters from the man himself. Look, look how yeah, sweet. Well, and I'll just I'll do a quick plug here. This is actually one of the ways that I got started was it's what's cool about podcasting is people are willing to, you know, talk to me. They're the, some of the best podcasters I could find are the most knowledgeable people in the industry all had sort of consulting, easy consulting, pa accessible packages. Mm -hmm. And I think for Dave, the first time we met, I signed up for an hour of your time yeah. or 15 minutes or 30, whatever it was. And I just was like, Hey, okay, here I am. Here's what I built. Can I have a bunch of feedback? I'm not a podcaster, but it's like the, the fact that I just had to like, pay a really reasonable amount of money and immediately have such rich, deep feedback of, yeah. from someone like Dave was just insane. I mean, it's yeah. insane. I come from the music industry where the people in the music industry that have been around for a long time, like you, you know, you were like, you have to kiss the ring. You, they're not going to talk <laughs> to someone who's new, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they're exactly. beyond that. They're in their, the, you know, the top of their skyscrapers and they, you know, they've got people. So the podcasting community is so amazing because you have access to people who have such a deep knowledge. So I, you know, I think stuff like this is, um, incredible. So yeah, it, it is yeah. very super beneficial. And I feel like you get that targeted thing and that's what everybody really wants. Ultimately we will, people will ask us for requests that has to do specifically with them <laughs> because in a way people want that targeted info. I don't think that a lot of people understand the best way to get that targeted info is to hire a targeted person and not just ask the random community like but you know i get it i get it. some people are in on the budget but it's probably the best money you ever spent maybe more important than getting another new microphone it really it really is i did um I, not related to podcasting but i i yesterday had a one-on-one -on -one call with uh amanda robinson so shout out to her because i was having all these issues with my facebook ads and it was like I looked down at the clock at one point and I was like, oh my goodness, we've only been on for like 30 minutes and everything is solved. Like I feel, I feel a thousand times better. I know exactly what I'm doing. Like I didn't even need to take notes. I was just like, wow. All right, there it is. Like that, that was the issue. Now I can solve it. So it, it, it does go a long way. Like I feel like people see, you know, see that and they're like, oh, consulting time. Like I don't, you know, I don't have that extra budget, but it does, it makes a really huge difference. So I'm, well, it's a good shout and out. And I think that people don't, don't value their time enough the long term when you think about if, yeah. if we, if we can make a 1% change now, that will put us on, that'll chart us on the right course where if every month we're not making that 1% change, then we are really off course in a year. Yep. And so I would argue um, I know there was some Yeti hate earlier. Uh, <laughs> as someone who's watched, you know, I watched a lot of podcasters set up websites. And then, you know, most of the people who cancel their pod page accounts are canceling because they're, they've decided to stop their podcast because it, yeah. it was more work than they thought it was or it's not yep. working. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, and this is just a personal opinion, I don't care about what the thing sounds like if the content is not amazing. And so, and I think that most people should start with AirPods or whatever they have. And instead of spending the hundred bucks on the mic, spend the hundred bucks on the school of podcasting. Yep. You know, and actually getting into a community and learning from people mm -hmm. and, and start with a much better chance of success 
And most people don't do that, A, because they think they need the best setup or the coolest studio. They think they need everything ready. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is just so dumb because from, at least from my customers, the people who, people who stop podcasting generally stop because it's not working or it's harder than they thought. So don't like, I would get into it, start figuring out how hard it's going to be. I guarantee you in school podcasting in the first like several days of getting into that content and getting into that community, you realize how hard this is going to be because you watch all these other people struggling. It's probably a good litmus test on if you really want to do this. And then if you really want to do it, you have all these people who can help you with it and to help you figure out the little things that are going wrong. You're not banging your head against the wall all the time. So I think paying for education and and getting that leap ahead from the beginning is like the best money you can spend. Um, All based on the premise that you actually have a podcast that you're interested in doing for a long period of time (laughs) and that you can come up with interesting content. That, that's the key right exactly. there. Something that you could talk that's about key, ad yeah. nauseum until it grows. And well, Brandon, we're almost, I mean, Brandon, we're almost on the same page because I just tell people if you need the extra hundred bucks, then go babysit a, a, a nephew or paint somebody's <laughs> fence or help them move. There's no yeah, reason why it. an able-bodied adult can get 69 bucks to buy a Samsung Q2U, which sounds freaking amazing. <laughs> or, or SM58, which is 99 bucks. So you got to babysit twice, but whatever. Like, I, I think those are low <laughs> hanging fruits but because i'm a professional whatever you are they feel like they can't do some handyman stuff to earn that 100 bucks to get their podcast started i think that's crazy uh, i gotta move some i stuff still think people are probably prioritizing that over you know yeah. like booking an hour with dave or someone like dave yeah. and just 100%. you know dave saying so what's your podcast about and they say well i have this i have this really cool idea about this thing and dave's like well, i don't yeah. understand what that po- what do you mean can you say that again what, Dave, what was the thing you did not too long ago where you had people like give a 15 second pitch or you, oh, you forced smart. the community to, to tell their, you their podcast without certain words? Yeah, it's, uh, it's from Eric Newsom's book, uh, Make Noise, just to give it's, – it's a great idea. It's not mine. And it's 10 – you have to describe your podcast in 10 words, but you can't use these kind of generic words like awesome. Like why is it awesome? You know, and it's, it really makes <laughs> yeah. you think about it. One of the hardest questions to answer is, why should I listen to your podcast? Because people think of it as like, I'm saying, why should I listen to your podcast? And it's like, no, but like, what's the benefit? Because over and over I hear, well, it's the interesting podcast where we interview interesting people with interesting stories. And I'm like, okay, so <laughs> I do what? Like, what's, what's in it for me? You know, and a lot of times it's like, well, it's meant to inspire you and call me weird. I, I, I don't need a lot of inspiration. I, when I, (laughs) you're like, I'm good. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) I go from there. So, but no, just, I thought that was such a cool episode. Yeah. Just to, I hired somebody and they answered my question in five minutes. And when I, I was getting ready to go down to Canva, then tie that I was so far off the mark that the amount of time it saved me that then allows me to market the school of podcasting or something like that, that it just paid for itself. So yeah, I'm, I, I, and I am, look, man, I am, uh, what's the word frugal. That's the polite word for cheap. <laughs> and, uh, and so when I, I, when I, you know, hit, hit, uh, you know, order on that, I was like, nah, I'm not sure. And afterwards I was like, Oh, you idiot. You've been doing things the hard way mm-hmm. for a very long time. I really and- love it. For the, for the frugal or the cheap people, and like right. like I am too, generally, if you buy something and you really don't like it right away, you can always ask for your money yep. back. Yeah. And so, and and pe- some people don't feel comfortable doing that. But if you, you know, if you, I mean, I, I do this with Podpage. If you try to Podpage and you use it for a month and we charge you and then you're like, yeah, it just isn't working for me. Like we just give you your money back because it's like we, most, most businesses want you to be happy in the age of the yeah. internet and word of mouth. Most people are going to, you know, 
want you to be happy. If you book time with Dave and you, you walk away being like, that was horrible advice. Dave's probably going to r- rather be like, all right, I'm sorry that didn't work out for you. Here's some running back. I'm not, this is not Dave's policy. I'm just saying. Well, it- <laughs> then like having someone who goes to PodFest and is like, I booked a time with him. He was horrible. Like if Dave gives you your money back, you're not going to bitch about it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think in general, like people should, yeah, there's just spend the money up front um, to, to get good advice and get good help to get you started. It's so hard. Everything is hard. Like doing something on your own is so hard. So you can get better advice at the beginning. Yeah. God, it makes it easier. Every, the only thing I was going to say, I just want to go back to, to Dave. As well. The, um, the, I thought that the, the framing with the 10 words and the taking the, you know, I think that's a really good framing. I also like to think about it as like, imagine you're explaining your podcast or your business or whatever your creative endeavor is to kind of a jerk at a cocktail party. Like, <laughs> You know, you're you're with your spouse or you're with a friend and you go and introduce to this person who's clearly not that interested in you. And then your friend has to walk away to take a call and you're standing in this awkward thing and they say like, so what do you do? And you know that they're coming. They're like, they're, they're already looking over your shoulder for who they're going to talk to next. <laughs> like in that case, your pitch should get them back, right? Because they're going to be negative or they're, they're already sort of like, you're, there's someone more important to you to talk to. But if you have a succinct way of describing what your, what your podcast is that's interesting and hooks them, suddenly they're coming back and you're having a conversation about it. But if you say, I interview interesting people, they're going to be like, you're, no, you don't. I'm going to move on. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just, you. because yeah. well, just a good, I think that episode was so cool, Dave, because this is something that as a new podcaster or a podcaster, you are going to have to say a hundred thousand times over the next few years. I mean, if you care about your podcast and you want to tell people about it, everyone's going to say it Thanksgiving with your family at, you know, the random cocktail party on the internet on what, so what's your podcast about? And like, if you have a good sentence to follow, your chance of success is so much better than if you like kind of trip your way through it. And I think most yeah. people don't sit down and think like, what's that sentence? Cause it's so yeah. important. They think oh, I got to get the microphone, like take the hour that you're researching microphones and just come up with a really good pitch. And oh, then so test it on people like Dave. So it's so, so good. Absolutely. So we got one question. Does the featured video, a uh, featured YouTube video on Podge page, bring in the playlist or just that video? Um, there's a few places on pod page where you can put videos in. So one of them is on your episode page. You can define like, here's the vi- YouTube video for this episode. And so when someone goes to your website, they can watch it. In that case, we're only looking for one video because there should just be one video per episode or Mm -hmm. that's what we care about. We don't care about clips and stuff. We, you know, the homepage you can attach a video to, which I saw one on the flow Yes, and you can attach a video, which is, um, uh, a single video, which a lot of people do for their trailer. And incidentally, Mm -hmm. we just added features where you can make that full screen. You can also have it autoplay on mute. So it's moving when someone comes to the page. Um, Or you can put a playlist there. And so what some people will do is they'll put their whole YouTube playlist. So those are the two YouTube video things. Um, For the import YouTube videos right now, it is all channel only. So it builds you another page on your website that's for videos. It shows all your videos and each video gets its own page on your website. And that we only do via channels, not um, playlists. And specifically channels, not accounts. Like you can't put your YouTube account in. It's like you have to define a channel. So, so YouTube's backend APIs and everything are a little oh tricky. God, it's so such a mess. What, what I would do in that case, Rich, is I would take the first video on the homepage where there's just right now a shoulder shot of myself and Katie. I would turn that into a moving video, 
possibly a trailer, but even still, and I know you guys hate when I say this, make one more playlist that is the trailer and then all of the podcast episodes. So if someone clicks that, yeah, it would activate the playlist, but then also make the mm-hmm. moving because the moving is going to make them stop. I think sometimes people now ignore the little play button because various websites play it in various ways and they don't always see it. So when you have yeah. an opportunity yeah. to have a, a uh, moving image or, you know, pre-roll of a video or in some cases like convert kit a uh gif then yeah gif as in present not peanut butter damn it uh yeah yeah that's that's the thing it is a ple- is a present for you to see this picture it does not taste and plus people are allergic to peanut butter <laughs> sorry videos are videos are powerful um we're, I'm working on a new sort of template that will have the video in the header. This was not a thing four years ago, but COVID plus a lot of other things made a lot of people have a video version of their podcast now. Yeah. And so, especially on a website, like, I mean, as the guy who builds podcast websites, it's not really that fun to go to a podcast website and listen to audio, right? Like you can do that on your phone. So yeah. giving people something to look at when they go to the website is a lot more useful. And so I, I want to, I'm, I'm noticing more people as they customize pod pages, they're finding like ways to cleverly like jam a video at the top. So when you come to the way, it's school of podcasting and then there's the trailer or the, you know, the pitch in video format also. And so um, something is coming. Absolutely. Well, I, we are we are over time because this conversation has just been so awesome. My my mental notebook is like filled with ideas. So huge thank you so much, Brendan and Dave, for hanging out with us. Uh, Dave, I know we snagged your tripodpage.com link, but the Paul is telling me it's not working. So is it double double check that link? Did we get it wrong? Okay. You could go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash podpage. There we go. All right. So if you're listening to this and we swayed you, go over there so that we give Dave some love. His page is filled with valuable information. I it it made a huge difference when I was trying to like figure out exactly what I wanted to do. And then when I knew it was like, okay, how do I how do I get started here? Uh, Dave has all of the answers. Uh, and again, we have the pod page uh, link to kind of go and take a look at pricing and uh, at all the details there. But I own, Go ahead. I own tripodpage.com, but I also earn, I think the one you're talking about is learnpodpage.com, which is the free, ah, there we go. That's the free, mistake. Yeah. Course, or a free pod page course I have at the uh, School of Podcasting. Learn I used to make videos. I, Dave, you and I should talk about this. I used to make, I, I have made how to use pod page videos. If anyone signs up today, they're going to see how to use pod page videos that show you how to use it using our old dashboard. I just haven't had a chance to rebuild, redo them because it takes a lot of time and I'm trying to work on the product. The yeah. Learn Pod Page course from Dave is up to date and amazing. And so I think I'm just going to push people just there. <laughs> just everyone okay. Imagine if you're on a podcast with a community with a bunch of creators who make videos. I'm just saying. I know. Yeah. yeah we're going to be inundated with creator asks. It's amazing to me how similar PodPage and, and Ecamm are because that's it's an issue we have all the time that our developers are always in the community and listening and updating. And so we're constantly like, well, that video is outdated or we need to add this, this video in. Some of my most nervous moments. I mean, this happened last year because we (laughs) redid the dashboard, having to email Dave and say, I am going to change things. (laughs) You're going to have to redo it. (laughs) And his his response this time was, I I think you said like, I'm so frustrated because it is better, but that means I'm going to have to redo everything. (laughs) Because I kind of was like, David, what do you think about this? Like, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but what do you think? And he was like, it's better, but I got to redo all of my damn videos. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Well, all right. Uh, thank you so much to everyone. And thanks for hanging out with us today. I know for the Ecamm fam, it's been a busy video week with our Ecamm challenge happening. So we appreciate everyone taking the time and jumping on. And if you're listening or watching later, you can always send us questions through our website, <laughs> flow.ecamm.com. We'll take you over to our fancy new pod page. Let us know what we're missing. Leave us a voicemail. Ask all your questions. We'll, we want to play them on the show. So that would be super helpful. And obviously listen wherever you get your podcast that I'm going to take out of this end now. <laughs> Listen on Apple or better yet here on YouTube. We appreciate it. And huge thank you to our incredible sponsor, Captivate, our podcast host. They are awesome. And they have all of the features that you need to make sure that your podcast gets out to all of those amazing podcast players. And they just have so many amazing marketing tools. They really make it super, super easy and are constantly innovating in this space and their emails, which we get all the time are filled with helpful information. So we're constantly leveling up our game with Captivate. So Captivate.fm, if you're looking for a podcast host, they are our recommendation. And thank you to all of you for being part of our ride or die gang. We really appreciate it. Look at Doc, look at me, look how better I am at this. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> right? And, and Katie's the, growth, thanks to Doc and Dave and all of the podcasters out there who've been teaching me more about this space. I appreciate see, all people, you. See, people, you only get better by doing it. Like, I don't know why y'all still scared. Like, stop messing around. We heard so <laughs> many times at, at PodFest about, you just start, just start, just start, just start. We were asking people for tips, and the number one tip we got from just about every other person was just start. And it was really just cool start. to see yeah. people starting their podcast live in the freaking hallway at PodFest. <laughs> so some of you guys who are still waiting, I'm going to tell you now, stop messing around and just episode. Get it out. Just start. Get just your start. pod page. Start. Get your episode get out. A, get great content. Get a great site. And then buy the mic. <laughs> yes. That's our, those yes. Are our, that's our recommendation Don't for the order. Get some help. <laughs> get some guidance. And then worry about your studio. Everything, the content and the, and the landing page where you want to send people back to matter a lot more than... Um, and all of that fun tech. It's fun, but <laughs> it's, it's a later thing. I have like 28 of them sitting around here. It, it doesn't matter. Just get them like, I got them all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Floor Riders, out. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yeah, we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. 
expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.